Well, hey, what's what's up? Hey, hey, this is this is this is weird. <laughs> well, this is awkward. So this is Ergo Radio. We we broadcast eighty eight point five. Shout out SoundCloud. Shout out iTunes. Shout out everybody in the Ergo family. We How did broadcast. We did broadcast. We did do it. How y'all feeling today? Y'all good? Good. So we we got a little awkward situation. <laughs> we got to explain to y'all. Actually, you want to do community announcements? Let's let's yeah, let's redo it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so this Sunday, I'm gonna be a judge at an open mic poetry slam uh from four to seven let me let me hold on y'all let me get the address for y'all y'all know i'm not good with the specifics <laughs> so open mic poetry slam is gonna be uh judged by me fem.ethos des money i believe i heard on twitter that that tasha is gonna be hosting it's at 23 east illinois street four to seven um at afterwards bookstore april 9th 2017 come to that it is a free event very cool there was there was question about that earlier which we're about to get to the you're gonna be like a kind earlier. judge or I, I believe so i believe so unless it's some bullshit okay that's real but like artistically i'm, I'm very supportive a <laughs> couple of the community announcements um first and foremost ergo alums eve ewing and nate marshall wrote a play about uh Gwendolyn Brooks. Guaranteed fire. I mean, that just sounds topic like, Topic and writers together. First of all, win. co-writing a play. Shouts to that's them. hot. Very cool. Love to the family. Um, and they're doing it in conjunction with Manual Cinema, which is really cool visual representations of drama. And they do these cool cutouts. It's hard to, hard to explain on the radio, but it looks really, really cool. And they are looking for actors between 20 and 50 black folks who are interested in acting, whether you have any experience, uh, Literally, could be you've been just waiting on the opportunity to just become a thespian. All you 48-year-olds out here that's been waiting for your shot, it's time. This is it. This is it. You only got two years left. <laughs> and I think the play <laughs> will come out before that. So you can find the info for that uh, at Ergo Radio. We posted the link. Um, in addition to that, um, I don't think this will come out in time for Pigeon's thing, so I'm going to cut that. In addition to that, tomorrow night up at East Room, uh, Ergo alum Shante and Tony Trim are DJing. Um, you can also come say hello to our guest. We'll explain in a second. <laughs> uh, Rick Wilson on the 15th at Shuba's, his solo show. He's it's going to sell out. It's going to be nuts. Get it's your tickets. So much this fun. is one of those times where it's like, oh, man, I remember when I went to the Rick Wilson show. Like, like trust us on that. Go do this. This will be a memory that you hold on to. Like, I remember about a month after I moved to Chicago, I saw Sab doing the Comfort Zone release party, and No Name was one of the, like, opening performers, mm -hmm. and Mick came through, and, like, it, I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. So don't sleep on this. Also, just to recap, we had a great uh, citywide teach-in this Tuesday a uh, bunch of orgs coming together for the Resist, Reimagine, Rebuild Coalition. Um, and that teach-in was a build-up and a call to action for May 1st, May Day. It's an international labor holiday that actually starts from actions happening here in Chicago in the late 1800s. A little bit of history here on oh, Ergo. Man, just check a, just a check, check you out. So, <laughs> so this year, uh, 11 a.m., Ogden and Roosevelt will be gathering. We want to bring out as many people as possible at the Cook County Juvenile Detention Center. It is the largest juvenile detention center in the country. It is 99% children of color that is in that building. Cook County, surprisingly, is not 99% people of color. So something's going on. Uh, <laughs> you got any theories? <laughs> Something. Something's up. I don't know. I don't know what that might be, but that, the, the, that math is not adding up. But 
to be to be very serious, uh, it's it's an important day, and we are gathering to be a feeder march into the larger labor action that's happening in Union Park at one. So please come up if you believe in racial justice and that we can't have economic justice without racial justice, without ad- uh, addressing uh, policing and the killings of Black people and mass incarceration, without addressing deportations in immigrant and Latinx communities. If you are against xenophobia and Islamophobia and anti-Arab and anti-Muslim racism. And all of the other isms that support those systems come out. Please bring your body, bring your life, bring your spirit, bring your people. So you should definitely show up for that. I just had the thought, like, there's like that, those three ergo listeners who are like, I really love this podcast, but I really rock with all those isms. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the racism, <laughs> the xenophobia is where it's at. Like, but they're really funny. I like their puns. I don't know. <laughs> so now, now we are at a little bit of an awkward moment here. Okay, so... As we always do on Thursdays at noon, we had a fantastic hour-long, live, long-form conversation with Eddie Sanders, the DJ, the lawyer, the bartender, and person who does it all up at Teacher, East Room. educator. He's a great dude. We had a fantastic conversation. And for the most part, you're just going to have to take our word for it because uh, the first 45 minutes didn't record. Now, you'll get why that... First of all, that's tragic. <laughs> I mean, we know that that's a, that's a tragedy. You will also see why that's hilarious uh, with the how we start the piece yeah, that you can yeah. hear. So, so you missed a lot uh, about you know music and business and building brands and, and merchandise. You missed a lot about how BBU came together and some great stories on that. So we're gonna have to get some more BBU folks up, or you know maybe Eddie will come back at some point. We should we just could, have the three of them together. Yeah, we could get a part two, or Ooh. we can we can do that as well. Uh, but I'm actually really salty because I was coming with the fire jokes and stuff. Like I do, Arago listeners, I love y'all. I do know sometimes I like am B minus, you know. Wow. But sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But I think I was, I think I was like in the 93, 94%. Like I studied for this test Man. and I was ready to go. Uh, and we were ha- we were having a good time. So I, I, I'm sad that that will not be part of this archive. However, you do hear some really fantastic points. We did end strong as well. We oh, started strong we, and ended strong. We killed it. Um, <laughs> And we want to thank Eddie for, for coming through. And uh, I'll leave you with this before we get into the 15 minutes we do have. When I texted him to tell him that we don't have it, he responded, man, it's the BBU curse. Yeah, this is not the first time that, that Daniel has tried to interview BBU and it not be saved. So, so enjoy what the we irony do. is real. That's <laughs> the only reason why we're able to laugh about this and not be very upset. Because we love y'all. We want to give you all of the material, you know? Um, so enjoy what we do have. Uh, we're excited to bring you... Eddie Sanders here. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Here on Ergo, WHBK, ErgoRadio.com. Before we get into the interview, here is Juking on Landmines by BBU, featuring Eddie Sanders on the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy right, what we got. This was this we raggedy sometime. I had a dream the other day that I was dancing with a Sada. She was pop locking, living free without the drama. The problems of tomorrow were left right there on the dance floor. A man swore he seen Luther Vandross. We was in Palestine, juking on landmines. The war was on standby, had shorties with hands high. Telling us don't stop, it's giving us hope. Watch, I'm doing the robot. The shorties were so shocked, and it came too far. Rocking some two socks, smoking a blunt, singing it's bigger than hip hop. Then all of this shit stopped I'm back at my own crib I grabbed my notebook And that's when I wrote this I was like, oh shit I had just wrote this Sold a soul track Straight to some juke shit This BBU 
liquid And if you don't like it, you can dick your buckets And if you want conscious, nigga, listen to Rockets The ghost got us. Right. As soon as we started <laughs> talking about spirits, he, yeah, he came in and was like, <laughs> what you talking about? Bro? We good? We back? Right, we're back up and running. All right. So, so that was... saying since the... Yeah, I, I, don't want, I don't want to get... Let's, let's get back to it. You know what's hilarious? So we got to say, shout out right quick. We come to Grinnell. Shout out Grinnell again, because that was the first time we had a comma on our check wow. for BBU. Um, oh, yeah, and then so Kiss is like, yo, why don't you come by my show before you leave? do an interview we're like yo that'll be dope man we get to we get to the spot it was a good hour hour 30 minute it interview it was like a very <laughs> in-depth very very in-depth <laughs> and then his the assistant, assistant comes around the corner was like uh guys so uh yeah we didn't record any of that <laughs> so, <laughs> so if, you know, you, if you want to do it again you can but we would understand if you don't like, did you lose bro. your mind this you, this was high strong so i'm like not an angry person the thing that makes me the most viscerally angry is when a show doesn't record. So (laughs) I did a, a couple years later on the show that I did after that, when we were still at Grinnell, I interviewed, I had a Pete Rock interview that I did and then I played it on the show and, uh, I had the recording, but the episode didn't record and you can still, I feel like you could still, speaking of ghosts, hear my like scream of anger (laughs) echoing throughout Grinnell. Did you maintain in that moment with them? Oh no, on the air with them. I don't know. You tell me. I think no. I was probably pretty frustrated. He was pretty cool. He was frustrated. You could see it in his face because he's like, man, I want to ask him to do this again, but I know they're not going to do it. I'm like, I better, over with. I better move to Chicago, get another radio show, become more involved in the community. <laughs> that was your five-year plan. He was like, I, I will be back. I, I, get I will have my story. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, so going back to Eastman for one second, I guess this is a question that I definitely wanted to make sure we got in. Any really like, obviously, like crazy bullshit goes down at East Room. Any particularly absurd, insane stories that stand out to you? Uh, I think it's just the mood. Like, I guess I got to go on record and say we're not BYOB. Um, So (laughs) I can imagine. Yeah. So I've seen I've seen people come in with like handles, a vodka. Like my, my weren't even slick about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like water bottle in the pocket. Joke. They feel like we're just that open space, like where you can come get get high. East room, the community, right? Like, <laughs> no, nah, bro, we actually have a license. We're, we're an established business. Like, we got crazy stories, but I don't know if I want to just go on record okay. with like East room stories. But just remember, no, don't bring any liquor. We have liquor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it is a bar, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Right. Word. So let's let's like switch into what what. 
visibly or externally feels like kind of your what your passion or, or wheelhouse is of like your teaching and then it feels right. like that that uh flowed into a big workshop or panel that you did down in south by this year kind of around like merchandising and, and branding and distribution so like one how did you get into teaching how's that experience and like can you take right. us into like this this last south by experience all right teaching i guess is another thing i spoke into existence uh two years ago I was down at South by uh, one of the homies, Ian Atkins, met his father, Martin Atkins. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, if you haven't seen his like talks and lectures, he does these he music industry talks that are like he throws candy in the crowd. He's doing all this. It's like incredible. <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin Atkins is a dope guy. Saw him at New Music Seminar. You know what? Several years ago. I don't know him, but I'm, I'm going to do this. Watch this. Shout out Martin Atkins. <laughs> all right. Hey. <laughs> Put it on the list. Wow, so I'm like, I meet him. I, we start talking about SAE and how cool it is. And I told myself then, I'm like, yo, I'm going to start, I'm going to start teaching at SAE. I'm going to mm-hmm. be at SAE. Uh, year later, they had positions open. What does SAE stand for? for uh, School of Audio Engineering. That. So you can get a degree in either music business or audio production. Cool. So I'm on the music business side teaching record business and touring and distribution. Mm. Um, so yeah, spoke that into existence, was able to, uh, they had an opening, they brought me in, been doing that for, since that South by, pretty much came back that next year and started working. Um, no, so then that parlayed into me doing more speaking and panels and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing Martin speak at South by, I'm like, all right, this is another bucket list item. So I linked up with Joe, uh, Fresh Goods, Eric Montanez, Vic Lloyd, who are three creative, super talented dudes. And we just talked about artists merchandising and pretty much the steps and thought process you should have going into it. Um, Went into it because, you know, if you're following music, you know, like record sales and all that are down. The only way people make money is merchandising and touring. It's cool to say that, but a lot of people don't even know, like, step one of how to print a T-shirt. So Mm -hmm. how can they sell merch if they don't know how to get that done? So we just try to give a little information on that to the people. Speaking of what, you can copy your Ergo T at ErgoRadio.com backslash store. (laughs) Merch. (laughs) See? Merch came crazy. How'd how'd the panel go? The panel was amazing. Uh, Had 181 seats in there. And we had 182 bodies. Um, so shout out to that that well, last guy. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to the guy that stood in the back. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. Um, now it was just it was really dope. I was I was proud of myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it was like yeah. dope accomplishment. What were some of the like lessons or takeaways from that? What, what what did people leave there like knowing or feeling? Um, I think it was a little. They were more reassured. Like, cause you know, sometimes people come into things and they're like, all right, I think I got it, but I don't want to get started. We were able to give them that comfort of like, yo, you got it. You can start with like 10 T's, sell those, you know what I'm saying? Like start small, grow big, but always keep a plan in, in mind. Yeah. Why was it particularly like a thing that you were super proud of? Cause like, even I remember seeing you on Twitter talking about it. This was like a, a big deal for you. Cause I had, I applied to speak at South by like three Three years in a row almost. Mm-hmm. Got declined all the time. So this was like fourth time trying. They took yeah. it. So I'm like, ah, right, yeah. That's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like a That's lot of perseverance. Right yeah, there. sometimes people just... Time, people like, well, shit, I'm not like, doing this yeah, shit no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah, bro. I was like, bro, I'm speaking it. So I'm speaking this out. I watch what happens. <laughs> so then it like... One of those things like it didn't happen the way it was supposed to. I thought it was going to happen. I had to start doing... I did uh, A3C mm-hmm. down in Atlanta for two years. Did a panel down there. So like started building up my little resume. So when I'm like... Now I approach South by like, yo, I teach... And I've done panels. Like, you can't deny me now. Like, let's go. <laughs> I'm an experienced panelist. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, and so now looking looking forward, 
whether it's on the speaking tip or in general, like what are you really excited about making or, or just even if it's not your own work, what are you excited about what you're seeing right now in the city? Uh, I'm loving the business growth. Like we're starting mm-hmm. to get more and more like people. Infrastructure. Yeah. We're getting the infrastructure here. The music is always going to be there. And like, that's going crazy. You know, like Rick, you were just talking about mm-hmm. Femme.Kari. Like yeah. sounds are going crazy. Um, On the Freshly Baked End, I'm looking for a new sound. Uh, I don't want to, like, you know, people like a, a rapper, a singer, I don't care about that. I want to hear something new, something fresh. Like, because mm-hmm. that's when you start shifting culture. Mm-hmm. Like, when your sound is different and you don't call yourself anything, you're just making dope music, then that's when so, you go crazy. So whether it's for the label or not, who, uh, you mentioned Rick and Kari and Femme, yeah. who have you been listening to in general? Uh, Smino. Yeah, I mean. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, the thing is, I don't get to listen to, I don't listen to a lot of music. So, like, a guy like Femme Doc. I really haven't heard much of his music, but I appreciate how he moves and what I'm seeing of him. Mm-hmm. The shows that he's doing, he just did that lyrical Lemonade movie yeah, joint. Like right. Those types of things is what I look at in artists, and I appreciate that. So that's what I'm saying. Femdot is dope, even with Rick. like So I don't hear a lot of records, but I just appreciate how yeah, artists are. It's a grind. Yeah, you know? Yeah, because like, I'm still like that future album all day. So like, yeah, that's interesting. And, and I think yeah. like it's so different from a DJ model, though. It's interesting. You still spinning it all? So, yeah. So I still, I mean, so that's the thing. I still spend time to like get fresh records and new joints, but I don't have the time to sit down and like go through projects and just mm-hmm. yeah, constantly yeah. consume music like that. And that's so. interesting because like I feel that too, and sometimes I feel like whack about it because uh, like for the, like the last two and a half, two really since like 2014. It's really been hard for me to keep up with new stuff, even like my right. friends. So even if I'm supporting, it's it's like not until I see you keep making moves or not until it gets to the point where like people around me are playing it and like, right, it right. forces me to hear. It. And so like, that's interesting to hear somebody who is a DJ and runs a label, right? Like you that, can't feel bad that because it, it's it's there's just so much stuff coming out right now. Yeah, so and much I music. still like to listen to old music. Like, I, like it's like they were like, "Yo, you heard my new single?" Like, no, bro, but I did see your sold out show on Insta Story. So, congrats on that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm saying you can still support without having to hear every mm-hmm. record. Yeah, yeah. So before we get out of here, um, I have one very important thing to discuss since you are a lawyer. Um, and this is off books. You know, this is not, you're not on the clock. Okay. Uh, I was about to start wise, the timer. This, about to start right? Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, we don't get paid for 15, this 15 minutes is an hour. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> That's a very important. Um, so one of the motifs in hip hop um, is the, the Jewish lawyer motif. Mm. Right. Um, I didn't even know you're going to go there as a, I'm assuming non-Jewish lawyer. Yeah. Non-Jewish um, African-American. Uh, no, there are black Jews. I'd like to point yeah, that out. Yeah, there are. Um, Shout out to the black Jews. This is a, actually, we can talk about that more right, off mic. Right. When, when, that's a conversation for another day. Um, basically, is there any like, not? I'm not talking about like weird tension person, but like basically when you've gotten into rooms with folks who don't know who you are, do you have to like remind people that you're the lawyer? Yes, bro. Like every day, like <laughs> people look at me like, yo, you're a lawyer? You're a lawyer? I've had to show my my card in court. Like wow. the opposing side was like, yo, there's no way this dude's a lawyer. Wow. I'm like, bro, you gonna disrespect me like this? Is like, that like that should give you a leg up? Like Yeah, cause I mean, I mean, you see me out all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm never in suits or anything right, like that. Right. So I kind of carry myself a little different. Um but this the, the, lawsuit <laughs> is sponsored by Fat Tiger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And they, I think there is there was a little stigma as far as like even people trusting me as a lawyer. They're like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. So maybe that's why I was doing this, doing panels, being a teacher. So like yeah. legitimizes me mm-hmm. as a lawyer. Like, okay. He actually knows what he's talking about. Does he's that, not... You resent that? Um, Having to have like prove even after you pass the bar, even after you start your own business, like if they can't see you at South by. Yeah. yeah like you, you resent you it. Dress a certain way. Yeah. You resent it. But like only, I'll just use that stuff to make me stronger. Like, yeah. Because there's, there's like nowhere where respectability politics is more of a thing than in a courtroom. Yeah, you know so it's I mean? like for somebody to be like, "Yo, he's not a lawyer," and I'm like, "All right, bro, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Here's my card. Played yourself. <laughs> and with the look, DJ Khaled. Congratulations, you played yourself. Enjoy that subpoena arriving on Tuesday. <laughs> right. But, uh, didn't warn you either. But you know what? Forget <laughs> it. We have this game that we play that's uh, very important here. Uh, I know, thought we, you was about to make me get some bars no, off right no. quick. I was nervous. No, <laughs> no, if you have them. No, I actually left them at the house. Oh, you so. left your bars. <laughs> forgot to, forgot to forgot pack my the bars. Pack them. <laughs> I, they were sitting right next to my keys. I was sitting and grab my bars and my keys. I've been good. But we play we play a game here. We do a lot of uh, important work. You know, we you know it's a, it's a revolutionary show up here. Right, right. And a big part of that is about accountability. Uh, and so there's one sect of the world that I that I like to say has run amok, especially in my lifetime these last 24 years, and and no one holds them accountable. Right. And that and that group is R&B singers. Oh yeah. So what we do here is I'm with it. Yeah. we start beef yeah. with R&B singers every because you know in hip hop right if if you do some right, whack right. a la Meek and you start you know getting on Twitter there's a song that comes there's like immediate built in accountability into the culture gotcha, gotcha. as hip hop has grown I think R&B has lost its spot and they don't know what to do and so we start beef almost every week with R&B right. singer and so, so just, we going old school beef you could, go, like- you could go from David Ruffin to Tory Lanez okay. and it could be out of love but we really really do not encourage that we want it to be real beef right. for whatever reason we want to know why uh man Definitely got beef with Pretty Ricky. Okay. Yeah. We, All um, right. Good uh, one. Let's 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 get it. Like, I'm gonna have to just get at them. First off, your group <laughs> and your name is Ricky. Yeah. Uh, let's let's figure out which one of y'all yeah. is Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Once you identify with that, maybe I'll bring it down. But no, <laughs> okay. I'm still going there with Pretty Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just confusing. So I got beef with them all day. That's, that's a very good point. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else with like a one name? There is nobody named Tony and Tony Tony Tony. Yeah. But at least it was three. At least it was. At least it was three Tonys, and you could like yeah. give each at one a Tony. Was, at least it was phrased. Yeah, the way you that can works. see. But pretty Ricky, no, G, I'm not going. Oh, that's so. Funny. So that's like a, that's that. a top notch. All right, it's just about that time. Um, where can folks find you? Um, behind the bar at East in these streets. Uh, yeah, I'm at East Room on the weekends. Go up there on Friday, see Shantae. Yeah, come through. Um, if you mention this podcast, you might see a Hennessy shot come your way. Oh, wow. Saying, just, wow, an ergo promo at East Room. That's big. <laughs> let's, let's see what happens. We made it city. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they find you? You have an excellent Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, this is Esquire, E-S-Q-U-I-R-E. Uh, Instagram is Sanders E-S-Q. And then the website is SandersESQ.com. Follow Eddie, follow us at Ergo Radio. I'm at Ergo Daniel. I'm Damon underscore AF. And uh, we'll be back next week. I don't think we'll have something on the radio. Another we'll, we'll strong voice. It might not be live. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. And thank, beyond. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, oh man. So thank you so much for coming. This is so love. This is actual love. This so is awesome I appreciate time. appreciate you, man. This is, that was Ergo, man. Much love to the people. Peace. <laughs>